ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Presented by Zadok Jewelers. KFNC and KFNC HD2 Mont Bellevue, Houston. This, this is Moneyline Money on, on ESPN, ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Oh, yeah. It feels good to hear that. It's money on my mind and it's money to your pocket. I got a few plays that I'm going to put on the table right now. We're going to start like this. I always talk about overreactions and what has changed from one week to another. What's changed in this Panthers game as they host one New Orleans Saints? Week one, I guess a lot of questions were answered as far as on the New Orleans Saints side of the ball. Many said, man, I don't know what they're going to be with no Michael Thomas. I don't know what they're going to be with famous Jameis Winston. Well, they went out there and they took advantage of the situation, a situation that made them play in a neutral stadium, but one that was hot. They had an option to pick up any of those stadiums down there in that uh, region, and they picked that stadium for a reason. The humidity was high. You got a team coming from cold weather or, or, or a cold weather team, let's call them, and they come down there and they get smacked around. So what happens to the to the to the line going forward it got smacked around and instead of being at one and a half panthers then all of a sudden you start getting three and a half panthers and three point panthers and then all of a sudden you have a covid breakout within the saints coaching uh, staff and i believe only five of them are going to be there seven of them are going to be missing and the saints when is the last time they had a home game like or, or been at home in other words they've been traveling the hurricane let's not forget about that then they played on the road now they're playing on the road what's going on why did the line move against the Panthers. It makes no sense. Just like earlier when Josh said Judy went down, why did it move? It makes no sense. You close your eyes and you play on the Panthers. That's that bet. Now let me give you a teaser, and that's when you buy points down. And I'm going to do exactly what my man was saying earlier is teaser protection. That's cool, but they're not protected against a 10-point teaser, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go old school, and I'm going to go ugly here, and I'm going to play the three big favorites on a 10-point teaser. I'm going to bring the Browns down to 13 I'm going to bring down the Packers to now they're at 12, so give me minus two. And I'm going to play the Bucks to win by a field goal. Ten-point teaser on the three big double-digit favorites. I think that's the way to go. I also think the way to go is Broncos' money line because I don't trust them on that spread. I told you it was funny. It opened at two and a half. Now it's at six. We didn't. We, we don't cross three, three and a half. We crossed six. We've crossed everything. And all of a sudden, people are just slamming 70% of the bets on Broncos, 62% of the tickets. Everything's on the Broncos. How could they possibly lose? I've seen this movie. You parlay that with the Patriots. We all know about Check against rookie quarterbacks. I think that the six might be a little high. I do think that they go ahead and cover that. It's been rising all week. You parlay both of those, and you get minus 110, minus 108-ish, depending on where you got it. That's what I got for you. Money on my mind. There you have it, guys. And Get on those bets right now. Get over to my bookie. Get them all in before kickoff. we got about an hour until we kick off Sunday. The noon starts. And I'm going to give you some players I like in DFS this week, guys. And I'm going to start with a couple quarterbacks I like. I like Big Ben this week. You've noticed I've talked a lot of Steelers this week, Jerry. I just, against the Las Vegas Raiders, don't you feel like the Raiders are set for maybe a letdown after that big win? Everything. You know, know, week one. Short week. Yep. Letdown. Having to go to East Coast. East Coast. Hurt offensive line, yes. no Jacobs, safety went out, it screams, 
Pittsburgh. It screams Pittsburgh. So I like Big Ben here on DraftKings. You can get him for 5900 bucks. The other quarterback I really like is Baker Mayfield on DraftKings as well. I just I love the matchup with the Texans. I think Baker's going to kind of do whatever he wants in this game along with the running game. Uh, I think uh, you know Chase Edmonds is a guy that I'd be interested in this week. He comes at a good price at 4900. And then an obvious one, man, Keenan Allen in that Charger offense. We talked about Mike Williams. If you want to be a little more sneaky, maybe Mike Williams is your pick there. But Keenan Allen's been fantastic. He's about seven grand in uh, DraftKings, so that's not going to kill you. Against Dallas, that's one of the most popular things this week. So let me get to that real quick. There, you're going to see a ton of stacks with the Cowboys this week, and you're going to see some stacks also, with the Seahawks, you're going to see some stacks on both sides. With the Chargers, you're going to see some stacks there, too. So these are going to be some popular ones this week. So if you want to be do some contrarian plays, then maybe you want to stay away from those guys. Maybe maybe you want to pay up for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. There's a different couple ways you can do that. So those are some good plays. Cole Komet, I talked about him earlier. He's just he's getting more attention than I thought he would, and he's, he's not very expensive. So he's somebody I love. And just finally, I like the Arizona Cardinals defense to be good again. I don't think the Vikings coming to town are, are going to be that great. And after what I saw Arizona do to the Tennessee Titans offensive line, I think Arizona, man, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, they're for real up front. If they can keep getting that pressure, hide their weak secondary, I think they're going to be a good defense this year. Let's go to that game that you say that people are going to be stacking between the Cowboys and the Chargers. Yep. High total, fantasy goodness everywhere. Let's start on the... On the side of the star, because we have a lot of Cowboy fans listening right now. Man, let's talk about Prescott with McCarthy. In the full games that he's been, 58, 58, 57, 47, 39. This is when I'm talking about attempts, pass yeah. attempts. He's cleared 53 times. Do we see that kind of game plan in a game where both sides are going to be throwing the ball? You got you got a team that their best weapon is their worst demise in the Cowboys because they they can score. We saw that. But then... The quicker they score, the the quicker that uh that defense is back on the field, on their heels, giving up points. So it's a matter of you punch me and I hope you don't punch me or I'll punch back harder or vice versa. And that's a scary proposition to be as far as winning games, especially when it comes to playoffs. But we're not worried about any of that. We're worried about the fantasy goodness. And where do we find that as far as the Cowboys wide receivers now that Michael Gallup is gone? Is it Amari Cooper time? Like it has been already. Is it Lamb, the guy that I drafted in our fantasy draft because I think he was going to be that guy? Or is it next man up, Cedric Wilson? Man, and you could get some good value on Cedric Wilson. As far as, you know, in the rankings, that you know, Cooper's above him. He's still a great route runner, a great player. But I think eventually CeeDee Lamb's the better football player. I just think it might take a few games for him to take over and be the main guy. But I, I still love Amari Cooper. Clearly, he has a great connection with Dak Prescott. And, and I love CeeDee Lamb, too. Both of these guys are, you know, top 12, 12-ish plays this week at wide receiver. So you can't go really wrong. It's just, you know, pick your poison. Hey, sometimes you can get both receivers. If you think they're both going to go off, you can get CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. It's possible. You can do that. I love Dak Prescott. I think he's going to have an amazing season. And we talked about this on the show a lot, Jerry. Is, man, the, the Cowboys throw the football all the time. It makes me wonder. Zeke Elliott's the big question this week with the Cowboys. People are wondering, can I trust him? You saw Tony Pollard getting a lot of snaps in week one. So my question to you is, Jerry, did we see the Cowboys 
commit to throwing the ball because they know the Bucks have one of the best run defenses in the league. They knew they were going to have to score points. They didn't want to bang their head against the wall. They were just going to throw. So was that just a game plan thing? Or is this Cowboys offense going to be what we see going forward to where Zeke's going to kind of be an afterthought? I think this week is so pivotal to answering your question because it might be true that the game script said that Tampa's going to stop that. But the game script this week tells you that that team allows 4.7 yards per carry. So if we don't see Zeke Elliott busting loose, the Zeke that we know, the 20-touch guy, 20-plus touches, the, for a while we were saying, man, he's a, he's a traditional running back. Yeah. When he was eating and eating and making his moves, if we don't see 20, 23, 24 touches combined out of him in this matchup, then you start then you start wondering, you start maybe hesitating a little bit of scared, or maybe man, they trust Pollard a little bit too much. It was the seventy twenty split, someone else got the ten percent, but I just man, I just I, I can't trust Zeke enough anymore. That's for damn sure. Like he's not the guy. Remember for a while there it was an argument, is he the number one pick in the draft? Yeah. And then now it's a next year it's gonna be is he in a, a a first round pick? You know, is he when do we get to that point? I don't trust them, especially with a with a pass game like that. There's so many other options, and Dak runs it in himself as well now. So that's another thing that takes meat off the bone. He does, and Lel Collins, he's out this week, right? So they're they, they've they've got some injuries to deal with on that offensive line. Well, that's a suspension, not an injury, but nevertheless, he's not playing football. So that that's going to be a big deal too. I think this is going to be one of the best games of the afternoon. You say missing on that side of the ball of the line. How about the other side of the line, Demarcus Lawrence? Out. Mm. Randy Gregory tested positive for COVID. What does that do for the Chargers side of the ball? Justin Herbert went out and showed that he might be matchup proof, or did they show that the Washington football team isn't who we thought they were? Either way, he put up a big box score. This week, when Keenan Allen was asked about his uh, particular matchup against those Cowboys, he laughed. <laughs> he laughed. Should. He laughed. This man laughed, and he... If you laugh like that, you better go up and show out. And this just seems like a game where you look at the box score and it's going to say Keenan Allen had 120 yards, you know, 10 receptions and two touchdowns, and you wouldn't be surprised one bit. But at the same time, everyone's seeing that when they close their eyes. So do we see a game where Keenan Allen only hits maybe seven receptions, a touchdown, maybe 80, 90 yards, but he's really owned in DFS? And then Mike Williams bust out for two touchdowns, 80 yards, seven receptions, and you over exceeded his expectations jumping on the field. Which one of those is more liable to happen, or which one do you take your chance on? Man, you got to pay up for it, but I... If Mike Williams had, had done more to give me more confidence, I would, like, don't get me wrong. I'm still excited about him this week, but it's just because he looked so great last week, and we know what he's capable of. He's one of those guys that they didn't give him the extension. You know, he's kind of playing out his deal here, and they're like, hey, prove to us that you're worth the money. And we saw last week Mike Evans got slowed down a little bit by Trayvon Diggs, and you wonder who Diggs is going to be on in this matchup. You know, will he follow a guy like Keenan Allen into the slot, or is he just going to stay outside? That'll be something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, Keenan Allen's a guy I'd be looking at. And the other thing that's interesting, you brought up the pass rush with the Cowboys. Do you see they're moving their rookie, Micah Parsons, the linebacker? He's going to play defensive end. They're moving him to play defensive end. It's on Pro Football Talk right now. And Greg Cosell talked about it like, this guy's fast. They got a million linebackers in Dallas. They got nothing to lose. Yeah, why not put him here? <laughs> the, Demarcus Lawrence is out. It's actually a smart move. So we'll see if Micah Parsons can make an impact You know, playing defensive end and get some pressure on the Chargers. Mike Williams had 12 targets 
last week. 12 targets, second most in his 57-game career. Ding, ding. Some people are saying that this has been a focus of the Chargers, that Herbert has been working with him a lot individually, and this is something that we can start banking on going forward. And I say banking on because usually with Mike Williams, you can bank on anything, whether it was injury, whether it was dud box scores, you know, three looks, zero catches. You're like, what the hell? And then you sit him, and then he gets two touchdowns. And you're like, why me? Well, this week we're going to find out in a game that screams fantasy goodness, a game that I'm going to give you a pick right now, and I'm just going to tell you that I think the Chargers are going to score over 13-and-a-half first half points. Team total Chargers over 13-and-a-half. I do believe they get in the end zone twice in the first half. I like that, too. And I'll tell you guys, I, I kind of sneaky like Zeke as a play this week. I think maybe a little overreaction to to the first week of the season where he didn't do much against the Bucks. I kept finding myself in position in my daily fantasy lineups where Zeke kept staring at me, and, and he looked like a pretty decent value. So if, if you're struggling to find a running back and you don't want to pay that elite amount of money, like you don't want to pay up for Christian McCaffrey, Zeke could surprise for you this week. Could he surprise enough to where I throw him in a bet at over at my bookie? Why wouldn't you? I throw them over there. I got to right. You just sold me, so I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna press. I'm gonna I'm gonna zig when they zag, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go on Zeke Elliott to over exceed his rushing uh, yards and maybe even get in the end zone. And I tell you that because those are the type of prop bets that you can get over at mybookie.ag. Use promo code uh, ninety seven five. Uh, again, trust. You got to have trust in who you're betting with. You go out there and you start betting with some of these places. Whenever you call in, you can't even understand them. They don't understand you. They they send you an email that they answer to once every three days. It's a headache that you don't have with mybookie.ag. They give you the best props in the industry. They give you the best customer service, and they give you the best, quickest payouts. And that's what's most important. I can give you all this. You can get all the bells and whistles on that bike, but if that bike doesn't have good tires and doesn't go, then it doesn't matter. And with my bookie, those tires go because you see me. This is how I eat. This is what I live on. This is what my kids depend on is me winning. And whenever I win, I use mybookie.ag because they pay out on time and they're always there to handle any kind of questions that I have. That's mybookie.ag. You use that promo code and you start getting your deposit bonus. Not only new customers, but existing ones as well. That's mybookie.ag. Years of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now! You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Drive slow like the song says, but we get money fast. Shout out to everyone hanging out on Twitch this morning. That's truck driver Pookie, my man, Texas Trojan. Skinny Money, I've never seen him. Maybe he's changed names, but Skinny Money's in the house, and I'm all about that. Asymmetric risk says that nothing's changed. Sam Darnold is still hard garbage. Got some garbage time points last week. Yeah, I feel that. But when we go look at Jameis box score, let's go see how much garbage that was too. Because out of those, what, five touchdowns? Go see how many of those were inside the 10. So he wasn't necessarily lighting up the board either. And I just think, man, that it's, well, we see the line. They took away the hook. So now it's at three. So again, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a tricky proposition. It's a, 
a divisional game, you know, a team that hasn't been at home. I'm just putting all those little things into one and coming up with that equation. But I got a question here from Game of Jones 2020. He says, Flex, Gordon or Kenyon Drake or DJ Moore standard? Oh, it's a standard league? Gordon, Drake, DJ Moore. I think I might go with Gordon just because it's standard. I know he just had that long breakout run, but I like to lean with running backs and non-PPR. How about Mike Davis or Jalen Rager, PPR? I don't love Davis this week, but I'm not I'm not sitting him in that matchup. Go, many, with, go with Davis. How many people are in this? Yeah, I know. If you're looking at Jalen this early, how many people are in this league? Goodness, 713-780-3776. You hear it. Those are the answers to your questions that you have Going into kickoff, because kickoff is less than 45 minutes away. We're going to leave you in the hands of your barbecue pit that I know you got getting ready right now. You got that beer getting cold. And we've got more winners for you, and we've got more games to get to. Let's jump into that right now, Josh. Yeah, let's do that. Let's jump into uh, that New Orleans-Carolina game that we've been talking about. We talked about the uh, the hook getting taken off. It's down to a three-point spread here for New Orleans. Man, I... Great thing about my bookie during the break, I pulled out my phone. I put a little money on the Saints there at minus three. They're on the road. We don't know what Jameis is going to be. We, you know, we saw that one game. He looked good. Sam Darnold, eh, we'll see. But uh, I, I like New Orleans here. What do you think, Jerry? I know that we saw Kamara uh, parlay 23 touches, 91 yards, score. Can we trust that? Because many people are starting to say Tony Jones, and I'm starting to say that it was a blowout. We didn't see a lot of those, what, 10 carries? I believe that he got into the end. Yeah. So I just, man, I just, I, I'm not, for me, the question was, do I get Kamara now if it's going to be Taysom Hill? Is it going to be Winston? Now that we know it's Winston, it opens up more doors for the running back. Are you all in on him this week in the game that he's going up against the other top rated running back and Christian McCaffrey? You got the number one and number two guys. Man, what a great matchup for fantasy. Gun to head. Who else scores who in a PPR this week? <laughs> I would never bet against Christian McCaffrey. How about gun to the groin? <laughs> to the Does groin? that change? Definitely wouldn't bet against Christian McCaffrey, even more so. But, hey, I love Kamara. You know, traditionally Carolina's been pretty pathetic against the run, but they've made some upgrades the last couple of years. But, uh, yeah, McCaffrey, he's like having one-and-a-half fantasy players. You know what I mean? With all the passes he catches, it's like having one-and-a-half fantasy players. I would never go against McCaffrey. In fact, in one of my daily lineups, I, I paid up. I, I paid for McCaffrey. Getting Marcus Callaway was like having one and a half, no, one reception yeah. last week. One for 14, a flop in a week that everyone was on him because everyone saw him in the preseason. preseason. Oh, my gosh. He's the, he's the, what was it, Amir Abdullah of my mm-hmm. life that I've been missing. All of a sudden, everyone was on the Callaway train, and he did one for 14. But no one else did, really did much. Deontay Harris, two targets. Where do you go this week? Do you go back to the well in Callaway when everyone's going to jump off? You know, whenever someone makes you mad, you're like, I'm never playing Callaway again. Your wife comes in the room. You told me about Callaway. Now no one's going to be on Callaway. Is that the way to go? Boy, Callaway sounds a lot like uh, (laughs) Galloway, doesn't it? (laughs) So I'm starting to see some things maybe here. This show was dedicated to one Joey Galloway. Yes, the boomer bus man. A.K.A. Joseph when he got older. Yes. No, I, I'm probably going to stay away from a lot of the Saints' pass catchers. I get the value, though. I, I, I see what you're going for there. Early in the season, I like to be a little more cautious. Make sure I know guys are going to get targets. Those are the guys I'm looking for. 
And then I'll make adjustments as the season goes along. So Kamara is the guy I'd be really excited about getting in my lineup. I would pay up for him and, you know, of course, Christian McCaffrey. Um, it'll be interesting to see with the passing game, though, with, with Carolina, because Bradley Roby, now a member of the Saints. So I haven't looked at the actives and actives, but i got to imagine he's playing this week. Yeah, and then Lattimore's been hurting with the thumb surgery. They've got Marcus Davenport up yep. out indefinitely. Yeah. There's a lot of holes. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of injuries on that side of or, or just on that side of the roster. Go look at the injury report for the Saints right now, and you're going to tell me a different story. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, or Terrence Mar- or Terrace Marshall, which one is it? Oh, man. I, I think I'd probably go with DJ. Yeah, but I like Robbie Anderson, too, but I'll go with DJ. That's about all I have from this game. Like I said, we're all, and, and that's what you get on this show. It's not a, a show where we get on here and just agree, just go, oh, Jerry, he gambled, he's agreed. Like, I'm, I'm going to just take that. No, Josh got a good one, uh, a, good, a good view on it. And then Aaron came in during break and he started talking about us with some insights that he has on the Saints. He ended up convincing Josh and they poo pooed all over my money on my mind. What does that tell me? Nothing. That That's what we get here on this show, that it's a, a, a show that you get different angles. We're not going to beat you over the head, and we're not also going to disagree just for the sake of having a, a hot topic. No, we're going to go with what we think. And I'll just give this quick little tip out. What I like to do, huh, that's what she said, uh, is get a couple people that you really respect their opinion, whether it's fantasy rankings or gambler, gambling, gambling advice, excuse me, whatever it is. Gambling? Yeah, yeah. What, is, what is that? Yeah, that happens on Sundays too, apparently. But then kind of use yourself as the tiebreaker. You know, take two people you really respect, they know their stuff, and then if they don't agree, use yourself as the tiebreaker and, and make your decision that way. So that's just a little advice I like to give people. It, it works for me pretty well. All right, next game on this list. We already hit on this one, so we'll just do it quickly. Houston-Cleveland spreads up to 13 and a half. I'm kind of staying away. I might bet this game live where I think I can get an even better number. Where are you at on this one, Jerry? I'm using them on that 10-point teaser that I gave out. I do think that this is going to be a thrashing, though. But like you said, you're never going to make a living betting NFL giving out 13-and-a-half points. I mean, you just that's just not the way to make money. I do think it's going to be a, a back-to-the-woodshed 13, maybe 16 points for the Texans. I don't even think they get two touchdowns. But if they do, maybe 17 to 34-ish. Yeah, I, I could see that. That sounds about right. It'll be interesting to see if, if the kicking game holds up with Sly this week for the Texans. Because, you know, Fairbairn's out. They brought in Sly. He was good. But the reason he was available was because he wasn't very good before that. Fire so, up Landry. 19 yeah. points per game PPR whenever he's went without Beckham. Fire him up. I think he gets in the end zone. I think he uh, gets five and a half receptions, which is his number. I, I'm all over. I'm all over Landry here, guys, as well. He's in my, my DFS. Check out the prop bets on him. Landry or Lockett coming from uh, the text line? If it's PPR, I, I might be going with Landry there. I just think he's going to be so involved. I'm with Landry as well. Let's keep going. All right, let's do this. On to the next game. Cincinnati, Chicago. Ooh, a little revenge game here for Mr. Andy Dalton. What do you see in this one? It's a. Uh, it's down to what, a two-point spread now. I opened at four. It don't matter what you ask me. I'm bears. Yeah, bears. bears. No, I'm just bears. No, 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 no. Let me stop before someone just shut their car off. They said, yeah, Jerry just said, put put your unborn child on the bears. Please don't do that. I don't know what to do here because it seems like we're in a in a, 
in a moment of transition whenever we talk about the Bears, and it's just a, it's a matter of time. It's 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 a dead man walking whenever you talk about the Red Rifle, and he's up against it. Everything's set up for him to fail, and so is the play calling. When 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 when, when are we going to start getting on Matt Nagy? Like when are we going to start calling him out? Yeah, it's starting to happen, and with mixing in the new quarterback and what they're going to, they got to get Allen Robinson going today. I could see Allen Robinson getting started. He didn't do much last week. Cincinnati's not a matchup where I'm terrified to use Allen Robinson. So they he's didn't, a guy. They didn't even attempt a, a pass down 15 pass, uh, yards downfield. So how do you expect Allen Robinson to cook? Well, I mean, he'll get you some possession, you know, possession receiving opportunities where he doesn't have to be, you know, running down the field on nine routes. You know, he can get you some underneath stuff. So I'd look at him as well this week. Cincinnati looked pretty good. Joe Burrow looked at T. Higgins looked really good last week. You know, Cincinnati's offense. Are you all aboard the chase train? Boy, he, he looked great last week, and he had some routes where he left the defenders, like, laying on the ground. <laughs> yeah. He just, like, broke their ankles. The ball didn't go to him when he did that. But if he continues to run routes like that, he's going to be awesome. Seven targets, five for 101, and a touchdown for the rookie, which I'm not sure when the, the, the public jumps on him. But this team, I mean, you saw what the Rams were doing against that Bears defensive uh, backfield. They were running wild. They were running butt naked. Yeah. You saw them. Naked open. They just butt naked open. You were just like, where's the defenders? Could we see some of that today? You know there's going to be some kind of fantasy goodness in this whenever you're playing against the Bears. You know you can find it somewhere with mixing. I mean, the, 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 the touches, 33 touches, a league high. 33 touches. You don't see running backs that get 33 touches anymore. Think about that. 33 there's a reason for that. Will he stay healthy? That's been the knock on Joe Mixon, and you're giving him 33 touches? Good luck. How about good luck with David Montgomery? Is he for real? Because he looks he looks the part. He ended last season. He had that, what, six-game run or something yeah. where he was top five in the league. He looks like he's carried it over. He makes the first defender miss. He always gets yards after, the, uh, after contact. Do you believe in him at all, or is it more of a matter that Damian Williamson stare there? He he got ten touches, and at the end of the day, the game script is always going to be against the Bears as long as Dalton's in, right? It is, and how long is that going to continue for? But I, I like Montgomery. He really improved last year, and it looks like he's improved even a little more heading into this year. You know, he lost a little bit of weight, got a little quicker. So I like Montgomery. Going to your guy, Komet. Seven, Komet. eight, and six. That's his last three target counts, the last three games he's been in. A lot of people are going to look at Jimmy Graham because they know the name, yep. and then they see him flexing. Oh, when you get a catch. Well, he was out snapped 51 to 14. 51 to 14 last week. He can't run anymore, Jerry. He can't. And it's Cole Komet's late season that he took over last year, the full-time duties. It's carried over. I like him as well. Yep, no doubt about that. All right, do we have one more one more quick game we can get in here before the break. Let's do it fast. Vegas-Pittsburgh, Jerry. Your Steelers, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Who do you like here? Short week, letdown spot. Raiders hurting on the offensive line, on the defensive backfield, also missing a safety. Jacobs is out. you got a defense in the Steelers that's going to bring pressure. You better be sure that they're going to bring a lot of pressure today. The, the line seems a little high, but then you look at the position that they're in, the short week, the traveling across the, the, the nation, everything. It, it, it points to the Steelers. It definitely points to the Steelers. I like Pittsburgh this week. We talked about it earlier. I like Big Ben. I like I like all the receivers for the Steelers this week, actually. I'm, I think I'm going to end up starting two of them myself. So I think maybe Najee Harris, we see him get going a little more this week. That, that would be nice to see. And I'm going to probably stay away from Derek Carr this week. A lot of people are excited by what they saw. But this is the Steelers. This is on the road. I don't think Derek Carr is going to be as good this week. 
I'll tell you what I'm excited about, and that's my bookie giving me Najee Harris getting the end zone at pretty much even odds. Why can't he do that with a guy that played every snap on the offensive side, a guy that is on a team that's favored by almost a touchdown, a guy that's playing against a defense that's going to be tired. Najee Harris, my favorite prop bet of the week. I gave it out privately. I'm just giving you out everything. I'm just taking the towel off and saying, look at me. Look at these Max bombs. This towel's itchy and hot. That's what I'm doing, but I'm only doing that because my friends in my book are going to pay me. I'm not up against you. I'm up against the book, and they give me money to beat them. Who does that? You get over to my bookie and you start placing these bets because not only do you place these live bets, but these prop bets that I just give you, you use bet 97.5. That's bet 97.5, and you get a deposit bonus, not for just new accounts because a lot of these places is just strictly for new accounts because they want you to come back uh, to try their system. This is a existing, hey, you remember us? We still love you. Come on back. Get this money. Beat us. We don't care. We want you to place your bets on mybookie.ag. Again, the prop bet was Najee Harris to get in the end zone at pretty much even money. Mybookie.ag, promo code BET97.5. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. We're taking a break. Okay. That's cool. is Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 30 minutes left in the show before we leave you in the hands of good old-fashioned football. A full menu for you to choose from. Whether you want the appetizer in the first window, whether you want to load up and hit some of these bets, particularly the Chargers in the first half, over 13 and a half. I like that one quite a bit. Whatever it is you choose to do, hopefully you do it over at mybookie.ag. We have some more games to get into. We're running out of time here, so let's jump right in, Josh. What do we got? Yeah, let's do it. Let's move on here to our next slate of games, Jerry. And, ooh, this one's interesting. Buffalo at Invenino on Miami. This is a good one right here. Buffalo looking to... Get back in the win column here after a tough tough loss week one. The game is in Miami, but the Bills are favored by three and a half. What do you think? Bienvenidos at Miami. Will Smith likes the hook. He does. I think the hook is the the difference here. I think the, the, the hook is what's going to make them dance because at, at three points, it would lead you to believe Buffalo. It would lead you to believe that if you look at the box scores that, that Allen has had against that defense, he lights them up. He averaged, I think it's 11 touchdowns, one interception in the last four meetings, uh, just completely dominating them, um, seeing the defense for what it's given them, being able to move the ball downfield. But then you look at overreactions or what did we see week one? Is that the Bills team that we think that we'll see for the re- remainder of the season? I don't believe so. You talk about how maybe uh, teams have a lot of time to prepare. That that Steelers defense had a lot of time to prepare for that for that offense. Threw a lot of zone at him. Exactly. And he's better against man. I wonder if the Dolphins try and do some of that. If they can do that, is that the route they take? Now we look at the Dolphins. What did they show? Because you'll look at, at the box score and you'll say, man, they beat the Patriots. Times have changed. But if you looked at the Patriots dominated in every facet. Not uh, uh, Damian Harris fumbled the ball or the game away. That game was going to be Patriots. They were beat up. They didn't look that great. Will Fuller was supposed to come back. Now he stepped away for some personal reasons. That's shocking. Now here we are with Tua in a game that he's going to have to outperform one Josh Allen 
I just don't see it. But how important to you is it that hook? Do you stay away? Does that keep you with it? A divisional game? Nasty, ugly weather? We're talking about 70, 80% humidity weather. That's why I talk about nasty. We're not talking about the rain and the snow yet. We're talking about that muggy stuff. Yeah, that swamp ass thing going on. Yep. Yeah. Mud butt. Yeah, a little bit of that. It. This is a tough one for me because I actually have Miami and some of my daily fantasy for my defense. And I don't love them, but they're so cheap, and they're at home. And they, they have good corners. and they, I mean, they do have a lot of talent on that defense. But can they get out of their their comfort zone and play some zone and, and really mess with Josh Allen? But at the same time, don't you think Josh Allen was working on some zone beaters this week, you know, in preparation for this one? So I, I actually think here that the I think Buffalo is going to win this game. As far as the spread, oh, the three and a half, I, I'm – I don't want any piece of that hook, so I'm probably going to stay away from that. But I don't, I don't feel as a lot of conviction about it to bet the other side on Miami. How do you feel as far as Allen's rushing in those games that I spoke of? It's actually twelve to one. I said eleven to one. Twelve to one touchdown interception ratio. Seventeen rushes for one ten. Now we talk about whether it's going to be a zone. Do they throw that out more? Do they throw the man? Because if it's a man and the uh, the, the defenders are getting or the receivers are getting downfield, their backs are going to be turned. The defender letting Allen run in space. Which is it? Go ahead, take eight yards at a time instead of beating me, or six yards at a time instead of beating me on these bombs. What approach do they take? Is it a digs game? Oh, I mean, it feels like almost every game is a Diggs game, but man, there's there's some good corners on the Dolphins, and Diggs did not have a huge game in week one. You know, he had a lot of catches, but he didn't have a lot of production. Beasley, 13 targets on eight catches, four and a half on his reception. Go to my bookie right now and hit that over. Five like- and a, four and a half, Beasley just got 13. He had eight catches. I want all of that. The only thing that scares me is, though, Emmanuel Sanders. He's that X factor now, that that other guy that they mm-hmm. needed, and he's going to give them that. Ninety three percent of the time that he played last week, he surpassed Gabriel Davis. That people didn't know, like Gabriel Davis was always that guy. I'd rather have Emmanuel Sanders, the household name, in that spot. Do you think he's going to outproduce maybe uh, uh, Beasley? I don't think so. I mean, they have a really, really good connection there with Allen and Beasley. You know, they, they do, and we all make jokes about Beasley. I get it, but you know, Allen's very comfortable throwing him the football. On that same offense staying there, Devin Singletary seemed to be the guy last week. Zach Moss was inactive. Healthy. But, but he's supposed to play this week. So I wonder if maybe he's going to have some of those those goal line opportunities, Moss that is, and the, the short yardage. But they just don't run the ball enough to where you're confident about starting a Bills running back. So I think he's just going to kind of have to stay away from that one. On the other side of the ball, you know, Devontae Parker could be a guy that, you know, maybe you look at here. I don't love him, though. You know, you got Tredavious White on the other side. So you're curious, is, is he going to travel? Is he Next. Gonna, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of nasty. So I think Waddle might be the, the sneaky Miami guy I would be looking to start. I'm with you on that. I like Waddle. They've been beat in the slot. I mean, they gave up they gave up 536 to uh, Deontay right there last week. He, uh, he ran a lot out of the slot. A lot of five of his catches happened to be out of the slot. I mean, I just... That three and a half is scary. Everything tells mm-hmm. you that the Bills just can't be 0-2. Yeah. But they could win by one, two, or three points, and that doesn't matter. Exactly. Then then my bookie's like, hey, we got your money, dude. You know, and that's <laughs> not you. what I'm about. Yeah. <laughs> We're in business for a reason because you're making dumb bets. So, yeah, I'm probably going to stay away from this one. It might be a good one to live bet. It, you know, if, 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 if the line shifts a little bit, you might find some opportunity here. So, Keep that in mind. How about that's one divisional game, divisional folks. Within the same division, two other guy, uh, teams, 
New England, the Jets. Oh, man. What do you think about this? (laughs) The the guy that worries me here is Corey Davis. Because he he had a great week last week. Don't get me wrong, but this is Bill Belichick. What does he usually do to rookie quarterbacks? He takes away your best weapon. Your best weapon, right? So I'm worried about Corey Davis this week. I'm probably going to, like if I had Jacoby Myers, I'd probably play him over Corey Davis this week. Just because I, I don't like the matchup. But going forward, I do like Corey Davis. Tell you what, I don't like Zach Wilson coming out and said he felt like he got hit by a truck. He was suffering whiplash, and then shortly after that, it was confirmed that Makai Becton is out for four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. His neck started hurting. My neck, my neck and my back. Yeah, he said my neck and my back. That's exactly what he feels like right now, going against a Bill Belichick defense that 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 thrives on giving pressure to those rookie quarterbacks. That thrives on giving them those dirty looks. That. You've seen Belichick dominate rookie quarterbacks. Is that going to be the case? Fade Zach Wilson. Fade the entirety of the Jets' uh, offense in a game that's got a, a, a low total, 43, 42 and a half. Yeah, very low total. Six-point spread it's up to now in favor of New England. I do like James White in PPR to be just like a, a sneaky flex option. If you just, you know, you need 12 points this week. Like me, I have Josh Jacobs that's hurt this week. So I'm going to put in James White in a full PPR and, he should get me 10 to 12 points in a normal James White game. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that one. So he's somebody, if you're desperate, maybe you look at James White. This screen, this game screams 24-17. Where'd you say how much the spread was? It's up to six. Where at? It's up to six, and the game is in New York. Where'd you see that line at? Where'd you oh, bet at? Dude, why are you even asking me, Jerry? It's my bookie. Well, I guess I'm punching in the Patriots at minus six. I think this is 24-17. That's, it's, I mean, I don't know how else how to say it. 24-17. It goes under. It goes Patriots. It goes mybookie.ag. And it goes, go over there right now and get that deposit bonus. I can't tell you. I wish I could pull out the money and say, here, beat me. You know, here, here, here's a, let's play basketball. I'm giving you three points head start. That's what they're doing. They're giving you a head start. They're giving you first and five. They're giving you first and goal. Here, run the ball in. Well, I'm going to run the ball in. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry, my bookie. I love you. I know you love me, but I'm going to give this people this code, and that's Bet97.5. You're going to get over there right now, and you're going to start an account because this is a new new relationship. Now you're saying, Jerry, I've, I've dealt with them before. I know them. Well, that's cool. Come on back. Let's reestablish this relationship. Let's get this deposit bonus going because football is here. And we only got one segment left, and I'm about to leave you in the hands of football. Bet97.5, mybookie.ag. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Last segment... The finish line is within reach. We got a couple games to get to, so let's go, Josh. Let's do it real quickly here. Uh, ooh, which one do I want to do? Let's get the. Uh, I don't think we do. We talk Atlanta, Tampa. Nope, I don't think we did. That's what was throwing me off here. Now this one, <laughs> talk about a spread for this game too. My lord, this is a big one here at twelve and a half. Over under is now up to uh, the point totals at fifty one and a half. Man, I mean, obviously you like Tampa, but do you 12 and a half points like Tampa? That's a lot. It's a divisional game. You never want to do double-digit divisional favorites. That's just a recipe for disaster. Over time that it's told you that. Now, 
how much are we down on this Atlanta team? What does last week tell us? Does it tell us anything? Is this the Matt Ryan that we're going to get used to seeing? One that is taking three sacks, nine hits on 38 dropbacks. One that's under pressure all the time. One that's not mobile, to, to say it nicely. Or do we get a, a bounce-back performance, a team that fights hard, loses by seven points, maybe throws up 23 points, the game goes over. Where do we see? What's interesting is Matt Ryan's been pretty good against Tampa over the last year or so. Exactly. Which a lot of people wouldn't think that would be the case. So he's been pretty good, and and he's going to have to throw, right? It, you can't run on the Bucs. It's very difficult. That's like my date, Mike Davis is kind of a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't love him this week. But the game is in Tampa. So if you want like a sneaky DFS play and you can get Matt Ryan a little bit on the cheap, he's definitely worth firing up there. But overall, this game to me is all about Tampa. I think, I mean, you really like all three of their receivers. That My big question to you is, is, is Gronk going to be this involved as he was in week one going forward? That's my question. Yeah, uh, can, he, can he sustain that all year long? A Gronk that the way he plays is physical. I'm not sure if that was just a little bit of lightning in a bottle. Yeah. We'll, 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 uh, we'll call you in the playoffs again, Gronk. Yeah. You know, that's when he shows up. It just seems like Brady was just sticking it to people. I'm going to make sure that Brown, Antonio Brown shines. I'm going to mm-hmm. make sure Gronk shines. It's just, man, that team's got so many different ways that you can go with it that it's hard to – it's it's a game-by-game basis. We know Mike Evans is a is a touchdown-dependent guy. He can get in the end zone, especially in the red zone. But then you can see Godwin, which is the guy that he can run short routes, long routes, but he also drops them. And then that's something that Brady's also going to remember. Where do you go this game? Somewhere there's going to be points. Where do you find them? I'm not sure, but if the Bucks are going to overexceed 31 team total points right where the, where it's at, right around there – they're going to need to score and throw often. And we always talk about bring it back stacks. If the the Bucks are going to be throwing the ball pretty easily down the field, like the Eagles did on those Falcons, imagine what Brady's going to do. Does that not mean that Matt Ryan's going to come back? So a lot of people are going to be on the Bucks side. And why not? You got to have a bring it back with somebody on that Falcon side. That's a great point. I mean, look at the game that Dak Prescott had last week. You know, trying to keep up points with Tom Brady. Maybe we could see something like that with Matt Ryan. It's not like he has nothing. Calvin Ridley's a, a great number one wide receiver. They took Pitts, you know, the, the great tight end. So th- they have some options here in the passing game. But like I said, there's a reason he's a little less expensive because, you know, Dak had a lot better weapons. Here's the thing you probably want to stay away from is this Tampa Bay backfield is just a mess. You know, they announced that Ronald Jones is going to start this week. After that fumble. After that fumble. And, I mean, and he's still got Leonard Fournette. And if they wouldn't have announced that, I would have thought Fournette would have been their main guy. Someone asked on Twitch about Fournette. If that answers it, I just, Rojo is getting the start, but he fumbled. Uh, who knows what, if he fumbles again and he's had fumbling problems yeah. throughout his career, what happens there? I'm not sure. As far as Calvin Ridley, he's faced against, uh, gone up against Todd Bowles, the Bucks' defensive coordinator, three times. He dropped six for one eighty or for eighty five in a touchdown, ten for one sixty three in a touchdown, and eight for fifty two. So he usually surp- surpasses at least six, seven catches, and he gets in the end zone. He does. I, I'm just so curious. And when I was drafting this year, I picked DeAndre Hopkins over him, and I did it for one reason because I had Ridley last year. I know how good he is, but I was like, how are teams going to prepare for Ridley when they know Julio Jones is on another team? Like Even though Julio was out for all those games, I still feel like the preparation is different when that guy's not on the team anymore. It's all about Ridley. I think teams are going to load up on him, so he's going to have to prove he's the number one receiver that can beat double coverage.
next game, big spread, big uh, uh, divisional t- uh, opponent. I just I'm passing. Okay, that's fine. Let's move on to the next one. What about this Detroit Green Bay game here? What do we think about this? The Monday night foosball. We got Green Bay. They're angry, Jerry. Aaron Rodgers got embarrassed. Detroit's Detroit, but 11 and a half, that's not nothing. We're about to see if Rodgers is going to be serious this year or not. If he goes out there and, and thrashes them like he's supposed to, like a Aaron Rodgers would, like he always has in these kind of spots, cool. Then we're going to know what to expect going forward. But if they struggle and 11 points, 12 points, that's a big back door. I mean, yeah. you can be smoking somebody by 17 the whole game. You're like, man, they killed them. They were up by 17. Here come the Lions. Did like, they do that last week? Like last week. And then they ended up coming in back door, covering the spread. The 49ers had the game sewed up, so they weren't really caring. I mean, they ended up even kicking an onside. It was it was a disaster overall if you had a 49ers minus the points ticket. Uh that the back door's open, man, and I don't trust Rodgers. Again, it's a, a divisional game, another divisional game. Double-digit spread. You're never going to make money in this league betting like that. But I told you earlier, just do the teaser, the 10-point teaser. I know the six-point, they're they're protecting themselves at 10 points. Now you get them inside a field goal. Same thing with the Browns. Same thing with the the Bucks, the Browns, and the Packers. Okay. What do we think about Aaron Jones? Not much because it was just such a – it's a throwaway game, right? With the Packers, we just – we burn the tape and we move on and pretend like we didn't see that. Burn all the tape. Set fire to it. I'm sure that they'd said that before they got on the plane and they said, hey, relax. Just, just relax, guys. All right, Swift, he's been dealing with a, a groin injury for most of the week, but it looks like he, he's he's full ready to go. And I know that's a little scary on Monday Night Football because you don't, you don't always have other options you can go to, but it looks like Swift's going to be good to go. You're starting Devontae Adams, you know, Hawkinson, that – you know, that, that's pretty much what you're rolling with here. Let's, uh, if you're ready, let's move on to maybe my favorite game of the week, which is the Chiefs and the Ravens. Funny line, we know that the Chiefs, man, go look at their injury report. It's it's pages. You know, you have to scroll. And that's just bad news for it's a PDF. team that, you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> yeah. at this point, at this point, you, you almost feel bad for them because they lose their running backs. Now they lose Marcus Peters on the same day. And all of a sudden, we get to another season where we have the same question, can Lamar Jackson be a pocket passer? And by the looks of game one, I'm not sure if he answered that. I'm not sure if that game really gave him the opportunity to answer it. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? So where do I go as far as trying to handicap this game? It seems like a trap in the form that 80% of the tickets are on the the Chiefs, 90% of the money Chiefs, and for some reason it only went from three and a half to four with that amount of money and that amount of action, this easily should be five and a half, six you're talking about 80 some percent 90% of the money, no one's betting Baltimore, no one and then you got a home dog prime time, home dog it's scary now me personally I at, when it was at three and a half, it was minus 115 I had to buy that half a point. They charged me to minus 145. Ooh. Like they said, no, yeah, I know what you're trying to do, Jerry. But I bought it early in the week. So I got it minus one, uh, minus three, minus 145. Now that it's at four, go buy it to three, and they're going to hit you over the head for, for minus 180, and you're unborn. I almost did the exact same thing where I was on my bookie, and I was like, all right, maybe I can get it down to three. I'll buy that half point. But I ended up changing my mind because this worries me. Like, 
why is everybody so on the Chiefs and the spread is what it is? But if we look back to last year, remember that was kind of our rule? If you could get the Chiefs less than a touchdown, we were firing on that. <laughs> Anytime. Right? Said, That's it. What's changed? Nothing. You know? and But and the Ravens don't look very good. I just can't see whenever I, I, I envision this matchup, it's Mahomes-Jackson. Mm-hmm. It's weapons against not very many weapons. You know, don't get me wrong. Yes, Andrews, Hollywood's going to be in the house. But look at when you talk, Kelsey. The, you, Kelsey is is a souped-up Andrews. You know, yeah. Andrews would pray to be that. Marquise is a – he would pray to be Tyreek Hill. So where are the advantages other than the home field and the points? Like, where are the advantages of – uh, an offensive line that's being constructed right now and learning on the go, but these are big names that the Chiefs added. They didn't go out there and added just add journeymen. They added one and then other guys that are ex all pros. So I just cannot see myself going against on a short spread like this against Mahomes after last week seeing him come down for ten points again. It's just I'm never going to go against Mahomes. Yeah, I'm with you. I think because this is a, a Sunday night game, I'm going to get in my bet here. Uh, before it, it kicks off tonight, but I, I'm with you. Like I've been going back and forth. I felt like they were trying to prank me. You know, like why are they? Why are the Chiefs such a good value? It seems like, but hey, I guess sometimes you just go, hey, it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to bet on him. So I think that's where I'm going to be this week. All right, quickly for fantasy, uh, Hollywood Brown. You mentioned him. He got in a workout. Uh, over the weekend, he's been dealing with a, a groin injury this week. He's going to be ready to go. So if you're worried about Hollywood Brown, get him in your lineup. And if you like him this week, bet him on my bookie, guys. We're gonna we're gonna talk about my bookie one more time because hey, we're up against it. You got about five minutes here before we have kickoff here at noon. So go right now. Pull out your cell phone. Go to mybookie.ag. Get in there. Create your account, and you're going to put in promo code bet nine seven five. And, and the reason you want to do that is is maybe you're like, man, I, I want to start my bankroll at two or three hundred. And my bookie's like, no, how about we start at like four or six hundred? Well, you know, why, why don't we just double that money that you put in? You put in three, we'll match it. You got six hundred bucks to roll with, guys. So you got five minutes. Get in there, put in that account, mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. And guys, you're going to want to do it there because it is the best odds, the best live betting experience on the internet. It is, there's no other place you want to do it than mybookie because they pay out. They pay your money. When you cash out, you get your money, and that's the most important thing. So remember, guys, mybookie.ag, promo code BET975. All right, guys, while you're getting in that, ooh. You better hurry. It's football you season. Better hurry. It's football season. You know what that means? It's time to run for your lives and put your name on it. What you got, Josh? All right, guys. We've been talking about it the whole game. I am going with Landry with the Browns. Get him in your lineup. He's playing our our wonderful Houston Texans, but I just I don't think they have the corners. I think Landry is going to eat today. I'm thinking I'm thinking he gets in the end zone and eighty to hundred yards. Put your name on something, Aaron. Uh, this is always one of my favorite prop bets to look at. Uh, interceptions. I'm going to take Sam Darnold over half an interception. So I think he's, I think he's going to get a little bit scared. Even though even a depleted Saints team, I think he'll end up giving the ball away at least once. And it's only when I had it, when I hit it, it was at minus uh, minus one ten. Easy money for me. I'd rather be safe. I like it. Sam Darnold is turnover prone. As yep. for me, I'm going to put my name. On a few things. I'm going to put my name on the uh, Carolina Panthers at three. And I'm going to put my name on the over in that Cowboys game because I do believe that there's going to be a plethora of points. And that's it for us. Hopefully you enjoyed 
our first week back. Now that it's football season, it's time to roll out like Ludacris once said. It's time for you guys to go make some money. It's time to go eat that barbecue. It's time to go drink that beer. It's time to cash tickets. This was Moneyline, and we're signing off like we do every single Sunday. It's all love. That's Josh Jordan. That's Aaron Raybould. And I'm just Jerry Bow Sports. Peace. ESPN 97.5.